0: How To Tame Your Dragon Love them enough to let them fly away. Step 3 This is part 3 of your favorite story, How To Tame A Dragon. Do check out parts 1 and 2 before continuing on. The links are of course given in the description below. So the briefest of recaps now. The narrator has literally tamed a dragon, though not without major repercussions. The likes of robbing dragon eggs off a merchant, which hatched to add 3 more dragons in the dragon tamer family. The baby dragons are growing up well to the narrator's liking, but they and their elder sister Onyxia have had a terrible scare when the said merchant came to take revenge by attacking them. Fortunately the dragons are very much alive. Now on to part 3. Well my friends, we are nearing the end of the epic saga of Onyxia, the black dragon. For this segment, we are going to fast forward about 50 years, into the future in-game time. At which point my children have all reached the young adult age category for a dragon. This essentially means that their size has increased to large, which makes them each as big as a grizzly bear, and that they have also started to develop some magical prowess as well. As for me, my character had just started to reach middle age, and given the life expectancy of a half-elf, I knew that in a hundred more years, I would probably be dead. As such, I decided to devote my time to helping my children to find their proper place in life, for I knew that in the grand scheme of the world, the strength of a dragon could do a lot more good than I. Therefore, I resolved to expose my children to the concept of religion, as I felt that a higher power might help to guide their steps. Although I was not a divine spellcaster myself, my character was still deeply religious and a devoted follower to Aristil. However, I knew that such a god would not appeal to my children, for while they certainly valued both family and hunting, the teachings that Aristil promoted would never fit their nature. Thankfully, though, my brass dragons quickly managed to find their true calling, as Arthas became a follower of Caden Kalion the god of freedom, wine, and bravery, while Valera and Nefarian adopted Desna as their patron, the goddess of dreams, luck, and travelers. I approved of this of course, for I knew that Desna and Cade and Caelian were both very goodly gods. However, as you might imagine, Onyxia proved to be much more difficult, for after looking over the gods in the primary pantheon, there were not really any that seemed to match her, save one, and I simply refused to expose her to Gorum, the god of battle. Unfortunately, I soon learned that our Lord in Iron did not take kindly to this, as an unexpected visitor eventually arrived at my doorstep. She was a beautiful human woman clad in heavy armor with a massive greatsword strapped to her back and a dark, fearless look reflected in her eyes. "'Who are you?' I asked. "'Who I am is not important, weakling,' she said in response. "'I have come in the name of my God to find a potential follower, and I demand that you take me to them at once. You know of whom I speak, so do not play dumb.' It was then that I learned that this woman was a powerful anti-paladin of Gorham, and she had apparently been sent to recruit Onyxia into her church. And what if I refuse? I asked in defiance, to which the woman merely shrugged and made a gesture towards her sword. Then I will happily force you, she explained with a deadly smile. And while I welcome the chance for battle, know that even if you manage to kill me, my God will just send others. The only way to stop this is if you grant me an audience with the one I wish to see. In that moment I truly did consider fighting this woman, but another part of me realized that although I hated the idea of exposing Onyxia to Gorum, my daughter had the right to make her own decisions. And so, with great reluctance, I allowed this vile woman to have a meeting with my daughter. Over the next few hours, I sat in the barn in silence as the anti-paladin pleaded her case, offering my daughter the chance to experience a life of endless battle under the guidance of her god I did not say a word and merely stared at the floor while Onyxia listened closely with an obvious degree of interest. However, throughout the anti-paladin speech, my daughter would occasionally glance over at me with a calm, unreadable look before turning her attention back to the woman and listening once again. The joys of slaughter and the rage of war, that was the life that this woman was offering. Because of her alignment, she was openly promoting the most wicked aspects of Gorum's faith, which quickly had me regretting the idea of exposing my daughter to this meeting in the first place. At the end of her speech, the woman asked if Onyxia was finally ready to answer the call of our Lord in Iron. Yet rather than answering, my daughter gently looked at me and asked a simple question. "'What do you think, Father?' she said. It took me a long time to answer her, but when I was finally ready, my DM asked me for a diplomacy check as I prepared to give my response. "'It is your life, my daughter, and if the word of Gorham truly calls to you, then I encourage you to answer it. However, if you are asking me if I like this, then I am afraid the answer is no.' I still believe that your life is meant for more than battle. In the end, the decision is up to you, and I leave it in your hands, but know that no matter what, I will always love you." I ended up rolling an 8, and I knew that was not enough. However, my DM was apparently so moved by my speech that what happened next truly caught me off guard. Onyxia slowly stood up and looked at the woman before shaking her head in silence and motioning towards the door. "'The word of your God does not reach my ears. Leave my home now and never return. For I fear that the next time we meet, we will both surely be enemies." To my surprise, the woman merely smiled and said, So be it, before turning on her heels and leaving the barn in peace. Why did you reject her? I could not help but ask. Onyxia merely smiled and nuzzled her nose against my chest. Because it would not have made you proud. After that, I soon began researching as many gods as I could, hoping to find someone who could possibly suit my daughter. Eventually, though, I finally settled on one who I thought would be perfect. And after making a quick apology to Aristil, I started to offer prayers to this god and asking him for guidance. Please, I begged, I know that I am not a follower, but I believe that my daughter has need of your word. I ask that you might send someone so you can see this for yourself, for I believe that you alone are the answer to her prayers. A few days later, an unexpected visitor arrived at my door, wearing a full set of chainmail with a bastard sword at their hip. He was a grizzled-looking half-orc who went by the name of Brutus, and he said that he had been sent here to answer a vision from his god. I know why you have come," I said, as I recognized the holy symbol that was displayed upon his shoulder. I believe that there is someone that you are destined to meet. From there, I quickly led Bruthus into Onyxia's barn, and upon seeing the mighty dragon within, the half-orc could not help but stare in surprise. However, after recovering from his initial shock, Bruthus finally spoke in a strong, determined voice. "'I am honored to finally meet you,' he stated politely. "'I am a war-priest of Regathiel, and I have come in the name of my god to offer you his word." Now, for those of you who do not know, Regathiel is the imperial lord of chivalry, duty, and vengeance, and although he is a goodly god and a champion of the light, he also possesses a fearsome nature that promotes violence against the wicked. In addition, because he is the son of Dispater, a powerful demon, Regathiel constantly struggled to keep his darker impulses in check, which was something that Onyxia could obviously relate to. Of course, as soon as Brutus began explaining all of this, Onyxia quickly became enthralled and urged him to continue. We sat together for hours as the half work began to preach, and by the end of it all, my daughter was on her feet and nodding her head in approval. Yes, this is it, this is who I wish to follow, she said, before looking over at me and asking if I approved. In response, I offered her a gentle smile and nodded my head as well. Not long after that, Brutus and Onyxia started going on several small adventures together, hunting down the wicked and avenging the innocent. However, as the campaign slowly started to near its conclusion, I was eventually approached by my daughter once again, who informed me of an important decision that I had prayed would never come. Father, I am sorry to say this, but it is time for me to leave, she said. I wish to go to the world wound and fight in the crusades, for I know that if I remain here, I will never fulfill my calling. My heart sank in my chest, for as much as I might wish to deny it, I knew that deep down, my daughter spoke the truth. She would never accomplish much if she remained on this farm and the world truly needed a champion like her. And so, with a heavy heart, I said I understood. With the news of my daughter's imminent departure, I quickly organized a great feast to be held in her honor. My entire party was invited, along with most of my staff. And of course, Onyxia's cherished siblings were in attendance as well. All of them came to pay their respects and wish my daughter well, although I could tell that my other children were taking the news very hard. They would miss their elder sister and did not wish for her to leave but they nevertheless gave her their blessings and supported her all the same. As for me, I spent most of the day keeping to myself as I watched my daughter from a distance while she said her last goodbyes. Her scales now glimmered beautifully in the bright summer sun, a reminder that her heart was now well and truly good. For a brief moment, I was reminded of that time so many years ago when a little cat-sized monster had tried to eat my face. Yet, as I looked upon her now, all I saw was a strong and powerful dragon who was preparing to face her destiny. At some point during the party, I was approached by Bruthus, the half-orc war-priest of Vergathiel, who wished to offer me his condolences and express his gratitude for introducing Onyxia to him in the first place. You should be proud, the half-orc said. What you have done with your daughter is truly a miracle, and I am honored to have met a man such as you. On behalf of Vergathiel, I give you my thanks, and I pray that he continues to watch over both you and your daughter for the rest of your days. He raised his mug of ale in salute, and I quietly did the same offering him a warm smile and a simple thank you in return. Later that night, after the feast had finally concluded, I found myself standing outside of Onyxia's barn while my daughter finished packing the last of her treasure hoard into a bag of holding. I had not spoken to her up until this point, and when she finally emerged from the barn and said that she was ready to go, I was unable to hold back my words any longer. I… I brought this for you, I said, as I slowly held out my hand and offered my daughter a ring of regeneration. I ended up selling a lot of my own personal magic items to afford her this ring. This will help to keep you safe, for as long as you are wearing it, your wounds will slowly heal no matter how severe they are. After placing it on her hand, I slowly stepped back and looked at my daughter with a warm and tender smile. It was hard to keep my emotions in check, but there was still so much more that I desperately needed to say. I am so very proud of you, my daughter. So very proud. I always knew this day would come, and as much as it pains me to watch you leave, I'm grateful to have seen you grow into the dragon that you have become. I have never been to the world wound, so I can only imagine the hardships that you will end up facing there. However, no matter what happens, and no matter what you might see, always remember this. You are not alone. There will be times when you will be tested, when you will be faced with impossible odds and heartbreaking decisions. Many will try to kill you, others will try to use you, and some will even attempt to tarnish your very soul. Do not let them, my daughter. No matter what happens, do not let them win. I paused for only a moment before embracing my daughter in one last loving hug, fearing that this would be the last time I would ever hold her again. Do not be afraid, my beautiful Onyxia. Do not be afraid to trust in others and do not be afraid to have trust in yourself. I know that many people might judge you poorly, who will look upon your scales and think you a monster. Many might believe that you are just another black dragon, cruel and vicious wicked, and foul. Do not let their perceptions change who you are. You know who you are, my daughter, and if you ever doubt it, then remember that I have always believed in you since the day you were born. I know that you will strike terror into the hearts of your enemies, and the righteous will surely flock to you to learn from your example. Be strong and be safe, my precious Onyxia, and never forget that your family will always love you, no matter where you are." Before pulling away, I gently placed a kiss upon Onyxia's forehead, as I did my best to keep the tears from streaming down my eyes. You will always have a home in my heart, my daughter, my Onyxia, my blessed obsidian dragon. After that, I never saw my beloved daughter again. To this day, I like to believe that she went on to become one of Regathiel's most trusted allies and favored champions, bringing vengeance upon the wicked and justice to the innocent. I know that someday soon, Arthas, Valera, and Nefarian will also leave me as well, no doubt going on to create great stories of their own. However, as I sit here reflecting upon all that I have done, I know that while my own adventure is slowly starting to end, the legends of my children have only just begun. And so, to close things out, I would like to leave you with a quote from a very special person whose words, that to this day, still touch my heart. Within every soul dwells a dark and fearsome beast. It roars and howls and rages for destruction, seeking to tear apart all that is good and just in the world. I have fought this monster many times throughout my life, and I am here to tell you now that despite it's immense power, despite it's mighty claws and razor sharp teeth, this great and terrible monstrosity, it can be overcome. Onyxia, the Obsidian Dragon What an incredible journey. It's hard watching your kids grow up, even if they happen to be dragons. Such a heartwarming and amazing ending to a fantastic tale. Please let us know what you think and comment below. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, All Things D&D. Our next video will be posted in two days, so stay tuned for more amazing Dungeons & Dragons content.